Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. For anybody who doesn't know me, I am Barbara Majeski. I am 
television personality. I do lifestyle and entertainment on some of your favorite programs. Uh, this month, I am going to be on the Today Show doing a DIY last-minute Halloween costume segment. And for the first time in 18 months... I will be back in the studio, so I couldn't be more excited to go back to hang out with Hoda and Jenna and the rest of the team. Halloween is always a fun time. If you have any ideas or for DIY costumes, please, D please DM me on Instagram. I'd love to connect with you. And if I use an idea, I will definitely give you credit. Uh, so please um, just DM me if you've got some ideas. That segment was, is going to be October 29th uh, on the Today Show. And I'm looking forward to it. And I also may be on and Nick Cannon this month. So uh, if you don't find me here on Clubhouse, you can. So, uh, and today I'm doing um, uh, going from information to transformation is something I absolutely love talking about because I think we all know the right things to do. Uh, but I see this mistake, and I know it's a mistake that I've made so many times before. We think by buying the Peloton, buying the Weight Watchers app, signing up for 75 Hard, buying the books, getting the, you know, doing all the things, buying the courses. And we think that, okay, this is going to be the time. And then we get all jazzed up and we're all like David Goggins. We're in that David Goggins zone. Like, we're just going to crush things and make it happen. And what happens so much over time is that level of motivation, inspiration wanes. That doesn't, that's not sustainable. That is very, it's very hard to hold on to that David Goggins level of enthusiasm towards anything that we embark on. And the other side of that rail is throwing our face into Ben and Jerry's. Like there's two sides of these rails. We're, I'm just going to make draw a visual for you guys. And for anybody who doesn't know David Goggins, he is like the most intense man on the planet right now. Maybe, you know, Sean T maybe, you know, like you're on a Peloton and you go with one of the instructors that literally spin their legs out to oblivion. And it's like, go, 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 go. Um, that's the level that's that high octane level that you know, is very fleeting and very hard to maintain. And then there's that level of I'm sticking my face in Ben and Jerry's and watching Netflix for three days. And I don't even want to open up a shade in my house because I just want to have a mind melt with the television. And I call this rail to rail, like going rail to rail. And when it comes to really long-term transformation, it's so and, and transformation that is sustainable it is imperative to establish a workable fundamental baseline that you can always recalibrate to that you feel is sustainable. But if your recalibration, if you believe the only way to get healthy, lose weight, you know, um, change your life, change your relationships is to David Goggins, high octane level 10, that's your recalibration. You are going to set yourself up time and time again, nine, nine out of 10 times for failure. And anybody feel me on this? Like the, right? Like this high, it's impossible. It's really relatively, it's impossible. And very few people can sustain that high level of like, I'm going level 10 on the Peloton for two hours. This, listen, we all go there once in a while. I, I go there. I probably say once a week, I'm just like full on Goggins and I go to the stadium 
um, Palmer Square, uh, Palmer Stadium. Actually, it's now not Palmer Stadium anymore. It's the Princeton University Stadium. And I'll run the stadium stairs. And I literally feel like I'm Rocky Balboa just crushing the stairs. And I got my music going. And my heart rate's like pounding out. my. That's not sustainable. I do that every single day. It really is establishing a baseline to which you can always recalibrate to that you feel confident, safe, and it's sustainable. So I do these um, accountability challenges. And if anybody is interested in joining me on one of them, it's, it's the fundamentals are so basic that you're gonna be like, that's so basic. I don't need to do it. It's drinking water every single day. It's walking every day and it's writing in a journal. So it's walker, it's water, walking and writing. And over 14 days, I do lives every single day. It's a small group. And the reason why I set this up and the reason why it's so important to talk about it is my, I really want to take people from in information to transformation. And the only way to do that is through action and through action that is sustainable and consistent. And by reestablishing a baseline to which you can always recalibrate to, you are always going to be able to have this sense of confidence within yourself to be able to stay within safe boundaries. And it's okay. You have to be able to go rail to rail. Also, I want, I want you to hear me on that, that in transformation, sometimes you're going to have to be able to handle bouncing rail to rail. It's going cuckoo crazy. I'm going to crush it. I'm going to be this and that too. Okay. So on. You guys get what I'm saying here. It's the recalibration of your lifestyle to levels to which that are sustainable, healthy, and very mindful. And for me, it's always been when I have gone multiple times in my life, I, as I, my son as an infant was very sick and we were I was constantly hospitalized at, at children's hospital, of Philadelphia. And I got so used to being, you know, sequestered there for weeks at a time that I started bringing my sneakers because I, the level of stress was too, was very intense. And when I get very stressed, I need to move. Like, I'm like, I, I've got to walk. I've got to walk. Like I have this like sense. I got. It's almost like I've got to purge the anxiety through movement and through, so for me, it's been at that time I was, uh, my son is now 16. So this was 16, you know, this is 50, uh, it was a while ago. Um, I was very much running at the time. So I would take my sneakers and I would run, but now I'm a little bit older and my knees aren't as, uh, in, you know, in, interested in the process of running as much as it was as then sneakers I always go to walking and to me and that's why I did this accountability challenge because I realized like I could inspire people through my stories and my words of affirmation and my mindset hacks but going from that information to transformation really all of a sudden you know really there was a big gap and it really bothered like Barb I was so inspired by what you shared and I love that you fell off the turnip truck show but you know when all of a sudden like we got off the call or I heard your you know master class I like all of a sudden I just was doing my you know I didn't have any I didn't have any new tools I just had you know, motivation and inspiration but I didn't exactly have a plan and that's when I put together my accountability challenge it was like okay that's not good that's I want to take you to the finish line I want to help you reset your reset your life in a way that you feel that you are on a trajectory to live your best life forward 
in whatever capacity that is. And that's how I ended up with my accountability challenges, which are actually just 14 days. I go over 14 of my, um, my, my most, what I'm most passionate about in mindset strategy. Like one of them I talked about on Saturday, uh, is forgiveness. Like, believe it or not to optimize your potential and live out your best life. One of the most powerful tools in moving the feet forward and optimizing your happiness, your well-being, your relationships is actually indulging in the art of forgiveness. And so many people reached out to me and since it's Thursday and that's Saturday and I don't always have the same audience, I realized the power of just even revisiting the conversation because in forgiveness, forgiveness isn't giving, you know, giving people a pass for the wrong done to you, but it is absolving you of resentment and hate and anger and all of these toxic energies. Because when you offer forgiveness and say, they're just acting from their highest consciousness and I forgive you and I release you. You are no longer drinking the poison and expecting the other person to die. And when you remove these boundaries and these obstacles and these these low level vibrations from your life, it allows you to optimize and abundance because being angry and resentful and fearful is living with scarcity and anger and it's very it's a low vibration it's toxic and it does inhibit opportunities of abundance to you know bring into your life um so that's just one of the strategies that um that i love diving into that i'm super passionate about um and one you know in this my my accountability challenge the reason the reason why i'm talking about it is not so much to impress anyone more to impress upon people that there are ways for you Build your comments, garner more clarity, do something like 75 hard, which I'm not disparaging. I think 75 hard is an amazing uh, opportunity for people to really focus and channel and harness some some good habits and energy. But I also think it is um, it's something that is not it, it is not for everyone. Oh, I just echoed. <laughs> it's not for everyone and you know for me personally it's actually not for me it, and that doesn't make me uh you know make me a bad person it's just something i can't i will start and i will never be able to finish it i think dr Rowe, your mic is hot <laughs> um is it yes hold on let me see if i can snipe that hey dr Rowe. i got her okay thanks i actually couldn't un i can do it um so the reason why I think it's important and I address this is I think sometimes some of these, what everybody is doing isn't necessarily for us. And we have to find modalities that allow us to build our confidence that, uh, that are sustainable. And I'll share this with you. And the reason why I'm so passionate about reset, having a baseline to recalibrate to that is something you can always confidently get back to sometimes when i think about it when I, I like i went to those david goggins levels i'm like i can't sustain that i can do that for certain like periods of time but it is not sustainable and i don't want to go rail to rail i want to live my best life and i want to optimize my health my my mental clarity i want to be the best version of myself that i can be flawed and all and that's where i put together just my strategies for optimizing 
you know, optimizing your best life. And, you know, again, I just feel that sometimes things end up, we look at things, we, we don't want to set ourselves up for failure. I don't want to set myself up for failure. This is why I don't personally don't indulge in something like 75 hard. Again, I'm not disparaging it, but I am trying to encourage people that start it and don't finish it and then beat themselves up about it. 75 hard is really a, a is a massive undertaking. As a mother of three and a child with epilepsy, I can never take that on because when my son has a seizure, my world goes sideways and I am unhinged for approximately five to seven days. It took me seven days to actually recalibrate and get my senses back together because I'm on such, you know, I'm in such a hyper state of, um, you know, uh, I don't know what you call that. I'm in an emergent state uh, during his seizures that saps the, saps the life. Can you imagine? Like, okay, I'm at the hospital, and then all of a sudden I'm like, I got to go to the gym for 45 minutes because I didn't do my second workout. I can't do that. I can't do that. But do you know what I can do so that I always stay in my zone and my wellness space and my um, my baseline? I can always go for a walk. I can always put on my sneakers and say, you know what? I have to clear my head. I have to be the best mother every single day to my three children. I have to be the best version of myself. I have to, my health is my wealth. I am a stage three cancer survivor. Be able to say that for another 40 years. And I need to have a baseline that is sustainable and not um, not something that's going to undermine my confidence. And I just want to share and not, again, not to impress anyone, but to impress upon everyone that I have found strategies for optimizing my wellness, my health, my mental game. I have found and mastered so many strategies. And I think there's a hot mic and we all know that's my favorite party trick. <laughs> um, and if anybody wants to come up to the stage, raise your hand. I'm not a great multitasker. So if you want to come up here, raise your hand. There we go, Renee. Thank you. Um, I'm happy to have you join in this conversation. What I wanted to say is what I have mastered. I growing up was, um, <laughs> this is not, a, this is not a flattering. I got to come up with a more flattering way to talk about my, myself as myself as a child. Um, my twin brother would say I was a little softig. I was a little soft. Um, I was a little heavy as a teenager and, um, or as my ex-husband used to say, well, you were fluffy and call it whatever you want. I wasn't exactly in the best of shape growing up. My, my twin brother, it was, is a, was a, a division one soccer player. He was an all American athlete and his twist twin sister was just not. Um, so I really just, but I always, I liked sports and I liked being active, but for whatever reason, it just wasn't something that I indulged in. And, but I did indulge in a lot. Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. Out of Buffalo Wings and um, if anybody's from Princeton, Thomas Sweet's Super Blends, which were so amazing. So not good uh, for the, the teenage physique. But I did get to a point in my 20s where I remember saying, I 
am either going to be fit or I'm not going to be fit for the rest of my life. And I need to make the changes now. And I, 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 I knew that I, I had more in me and I knew I wanted to do marathons and I knew I wanted, I didn't have the physical conditioning. I didn't have the mental conditioning. I didn't have any of it. And in my twenties, I made a very, very distinct choice. And I was like, I am going to lose this weight. I am going to keep this weight off and I am going to be a fit old lady. That was my thing. I was like, I'm going to be in the senior Olympics. And I, I, I had this breakthrough yesterday and I hope this lands with somebody. I did not peak early. I did not peak early. I am a late bloomer. I, and I hope that this lands with somebody of like, first of all, even if you did peak early, we have many peaks in our life that we can keep aspiring and going for. And for me personally, I did not peak in high school and I did not peak in college. And I just consider myself a late bloomer. And I am um, that is resonating with me. And I really hope this resonates with somebody and lands for somebody. I like, we just have so many incarnations in our lifetime that we have opportunities to reinvent ourselves and become the best version of ourselves at any chapter and any point in our life. So I remember my twenties being like, all right, I didn't really, I didn't really bring the big game in high school and I definitely didn't bring it in college. And those pictures of me are unrecognizable, happy to share it. I'd have to find it, but you guys are only going to say, I have no idea who that is. Okay. Moving on. And the point of this story is that in my twenties, I made a mindset shift and then I took action to to put myself in a very healthy lifestyle um, and be more fit. I have ne I stay in one side, and again, it's not to impress anyone, but more to impress that I have found strategies that truly do work, and that's really what I want to dive into today. As we're talking about transformation, going into transformation takes action. It takes a mindset. It takes the right mindset. It takes a mindset that um, is that's aware of the strategies that you need to to transform, but also maintain that transform. And these are just some things that that work for me. Um, so, guys, flash your mics if you're still uh, <laughs> and if you wanted to jump in, Monica. I know you got a lot to add here. I'm gonna give you a little mod button, my friend, Monica, because I know you're gonna jump in here. And I am the bean fairy. You know this. <laughs> You're the what fairy? <laughs> She's the bean fairy. That's what she is. <laughs> I love you, sister, and I love your segments because you have, your story is such a story of overcoming and it's so inspiring for other people. And, you know, so much of of what what um, sticks with me about the people in this room is that everybody has had their story of overcoming. And Brian Benstock says so many things. And one of the things he says that I love is that people don't really care so much about what you went through. They came, they, they care about how you overcame it. And that's, mm -hmm. that is the truth. And so transformation is about overcoming a former version of yourself. That's the, the most, I think, essential nugget of, of what transformation is. And to your point, when you make a decision and you commit to that decision, then all of a sudden possibilities open up and resources inside yourself open up because that's where you meet yourself. 
And very often I talk about um, the 12-day challenge that got me started on my fitness transformation, which, by the way, did not happen in my 20s. I'm sorry to say. Did not happen in my 30s. I'm sorry to say. Did not happen in my 40s. I'm sorry to say. But I'm happy to say it's never too late wherever you are. And on day 13, after my 12-day fitness challenge, day 13 was where the rubber met the road. And that's where I came in contact with myself. And I had to say, are you going to stay in bed today? Because nobody is in the Facebook group waiting on your sweaty selfie on day 13. Everybody's gone home and they're finished. What are you going to do? And that's when I had to show up for myself. And I love this conversation so, so much, Barbara, because it is so illuminating on what we can do when we decide that we have had enough of our own crap. This is Monica in the Turquoise Circle, and I'm done. I love that you said that. When we've had enough of our own bullshit, ooh, sorry, Glenn, that was a, uh, sorry, that was a bomb. Um, when we're we're done with our own narratives that no longer serve us, um, and we're like, forget it, I'm done, I'm changing, I'm doing this for me, and you replace, you know, inspiration, motivation, which is always temporary. It's cotton candy. It just, it's like when you impulsively buy that Peloton, which I'm speaking from experience. I just. <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking from experience, uh, but then you're like, you know what? I, I got to take action. I've got to do these things. And you also said something else, and I'm going to use an Oprah quote to dive into it. You don't have to hold yourself hostage to the person you used to be. And I'm going to repeat that again because it's an Oprah quote, and I love Oprah. You don't have to hold yourself hostage to the person you used to be. It's okay to change. And um, again, I was listening to, obviously, I was listening to Oprah this morning because I'm going deep into it. Um, but I think that we have a lot of FOPO out there, okay? And for, that's not Oprah, that's somebody else. FOPO is the fear of other people's opinions. And I think we hold, well, who do, what are people gonna think if I change or I switch? What are people gonna think? Who cares? People are gonna judge you. You might as well give them something to judge you about. And this morning, as I was listening to one of her, um, <laughs> one of her conversations that I absolutely, really landed with me, she was, People are going to say this about anybody that's, who do they think they are? They're so full of themselves. And I remember processing this in my, you know, in my thirties and maybe even, you know, even, oh my God, what is everyone going to think? Who cares? Here's what you can, who cares? They, it is a, when people speak about you, when you are looking to make transformations and move the needle and to live your best life, you are going to probably intimidate those that don't have the courage and the power and the discipline to move the needle in their own lives in the trajectory that they want to. They don't have the discipline and the consistency. So of course they're going to say, who do you, who does she, who does he, who does she think they are? Or, you know, um, she's so full of herself. You better believe I'm full of myself. Cause I just survived stage three cancer that I have lost so many friends to at this point. And I'm okay with people judging me because that is a reflection on them and not a reflection on me. And what I've come to understand, no matter whether I do something or I do absolutely nothing, people are going to talk about other people. It's part of the human experience. So if you want to move into transformation, you want to move into transformation that is sustainable, 
you have to have a, you, your FOPO, your fear of other people's opinions needs to be a, a zero, needs to be a, a, enough, it needs to be in the negative. And as a recovering FOPO, high FOPO person, um, as a recovering, you know, contortionist people pleaser, I realize that my, I do not control other people's happiness. I also cannot control the way other people judge and perceive me. The only thing I can control is how I go out and with a good intention and lead my best life. And I can control my intentionality out in the world. And intentionality, your, your intentions are sometimes going to be misinterpreted. And they're going to be interpreted from the lens of other people. But that's not for you to control. So getting back in, um, getting back into what we're talking about, moving from transformation, moving from information to transformation is action. So these are some of my key strategies. And did anybody else want to jump in? Oh, hey, Renee, I see you. Got a lot of people in the house. And we've got Peter, we got Dr. Shapiro, Dora Maria, Tony, Renee, oh, well, uh, oh my God. This is hey, Rachel. I like to speak hey. to Hey, hey Tony Mo. Yeah, go for it. Yes, I totally understand um, transformation. And the way that I'll put it now is I went from gangster to godly, but I realized that God has always been in me. But when you're in certain environments and situations, you kind of have to do things and, you know, to protect yourself. And I really feel like that's a part of the reason why um, I came up with Tony Monefertiti, just like Beyonce does, Sasha Fears, and things like that. Because Tanika, in the core of who I am, is what you see today and what God is transforming me in today. And I'm thankful for it. But Tony Mo came from being in situations and environments that were not so much healthy and then I had to use music as therapy for myself to release those things that I saw and those things that I were I was around so I really appreciate your segment and that's just how I have trans I feel like I'm transforming by changing who I am and getting back to the core of who who I've always been without worrying about what other people think this is Tony Moore and I'm complete Mm, thanks, Tony Mo. I love that you say that because I think sometimes we do, we almost have to, when we reinvent ourselves, sometimes we got to tap into our like alter ego, our David Goggins. And every once in a while, you'll hear me say, all right, Babs, what are you going to do with it? And it's me talking to my more powerful self. Barbara can be a little insecure and a little fearful and a little, um, you know, a little worrisome, but Babs is a badass biatch and she just Babs heads out. scares me. She scares me. <laughs> and, you know, I just think sometimes I got to, I got to, I got to. ready for the last day of my. Hold on, I have a hot mic. Oh, God, how's it going? Hey, Barbara, it's Rachel. I, I just it. wanted to add something in real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Hey, guys. So, yeah, um, I just wanted to add a little strategy that I do that I started doing during my transformation and it was a game changer. If you guys have sticky notes, use them. I put sticky notes on my mirror all the time. I haven't done it in a while, but this conversation reminded me to do it again. And positive affirmations, looking in the mirror and every time you're brushing your teeth and you see these sticky notes with these positive affirmations or goals or desires of things you want to achieve or accomplish, when you look in the mirror and you see the sticky note, you automatically start to embody it. And it allows your transformation 
to to last in your body over time. So when you read things and you say it out loud, that's how you manifest. And I know I've heard like other people talk about how manifesting is bullshit, but I've actually experienced it. And I think that positive affirmations and having like strategies allows the willpower and the discipline to be a lot easier. So um, some strategies would be would be that for me. I just wanted to quickly add that. I hope that was helpful. This is Rachel. Good morning, everyone. I'm complete. I love that, Rachel, and you're spot on. And whenever people join my accountability challenge, the first thing I say is get a journal, uh, write it down, because you're 42% more likely to hit your goals just by writing it down. And for those who don't know this story, in 2006, or I read The Secret, or uh, which is about law of attraction, manifestation, what have you, and I thought it was a bunch of voodoo. But I, you know, I'm a student, and I'm like, all right, well, I've got nothing to lose but to write down my goals. And when you read these books, it's all about what are your goals, and don't hold back. Like the universe will conspire in your favor, and you've got to kind of own your you know, own your dreams. And I wrote down, I want to be on the Today Show. I was a stay mom of a toddler and an infant whose previous career was scaling sales teams across the United States. So that was my first incarnation. And there was no bridge between doing door-to-door sales and television, but I wrote it down. Long story short, when I started taking action towards, um, when I after I um, battled stage three cancer and went through six months of chemo, I, and I got, you know, I, I made it to the other side, the grace of God. I was like, all right, let's go. Like, what are we gonna do? And now that you've got this second shot and I decided, I was like, you know what? I've always wanted to be in TV. I've taken zero initiative to do that. And now I'm going for it. And that's exactly what I did. So I think writing things down is the first and one of the most imperative steps to go from a dream state to a reality. Write your goals down. Now, and I'm in a hotel and I have my um, journal with me. And for all those that do challenges, I'm literally here with my red journal and my water bottle because I'm. it's such a, a habit for me right now to, oh, my baseline is water walking and writing. These, this is my baseline for wellness and staying fit and mentally strong every single day. And I, I, I just, listen, I like sharing it because it's something that's so sustainable. Um, anybody else want to share a tip for... Uh, sustainable transformation that works for them. Hey, Barbara, this is Renee down on the left. Hey. Hey, I love this topic so much. Yes, I would absolutely love to share. This is something really simple that we can all incorporate. I am completely on board with you. I believe that writing is everything, putting actual pen to actual paper, because what it does is it pulls those thoughts from our subconscious mind that we don't often think about or are aware of, pulls it into the conscious mind through our hand and onto the page. And then when we do this little practice that I'm going to share, what it does is it allows those thoughts to do like a brain dump on the page that then become a spiritual mirror for you. And what I encourage you all to do is wake up in the morning, after you pee, do your little morning things, come back to bed, get out your journal and ask yourself this one question, how am I feeling? And let yourself write for five to 10 minutes, even if nothing comes at first, that's all right, just write, nothing is coming, it's all good. But what you're gonna see is it allows you to kind of really process what's actually going on. And then when you look back and read, Sometimes it really blows your mind because you're like, oh, 
I thought I was over that fight with my husband. Guess I'm not. <laughs> oh, I thought I was past that argument. Guess I'm still upset. And it gets you in communication with yourself at the start of the day before you interact with anyone else. And that is the most powerful practice that you can do for yourself because when we have that interpersonal communication, tuning into our gut instincts, tuning into the quiet voice of our soul, then when we communicate in our exterior relationships, we come from a more grounded place. We come from a place where we can listen more fully because we've gotten out a lot of the crap that we haven't been aware of before. So simply ask yourself, how am I feeling? And then do the same thing right before you go to bed, which allows you to take all of that stuff that happened all throughout the day, get it onto the page. That way you can sleep a bit more clear. So this, this has really helped me and my clients so, so, so very much. So I hope that this helps you all. I love that Renee. It's it, it really starts where your energy, what does it go? What goes energy In flows energy flows where, where attention goes energy flows yep that's it where attention goes energy flows and it's so true and bringing in intentionality through writing things out if you guys don't have a journal dm on instagram please not on clubhouse i am 72 rows deep in dms on clubhouse but if you dm me on instagram journal i will send you a link to um to purchase a journal purchase a water bottle some journal prompts that i'm really really passionate 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 about it so i am so glad that you brought it up and we're talking about it because i kind of forgot that i had that so um i will send anybody that my journals are magical i promise um dora maria you wanted to jump in yes um i definitely wanted to echo some of the things that um like i know renee mentioned uh, a few things there that were great tips and I think also um, it was Rachel, but for me, I also do the journaling. Um, and what got me to be more consistent on that actually was doing your accountability challenge because sometimes you have a journal and the journal sees you and you see the journal and then you don't write in it. So doing the accountability challenge really forced me to be consistent with that, that I was able to continue to do it. And one of the things I implemented from that was writing a quote that I would wake up to in the morning so that I'm already thinking something positive the first thing in the morning. And that helps me to jumpstart my day in a positive, it doesn't matter what's going on in the world. Like I already know that the, the first thing I did was something positive in the morning. And then that just kind of sets up the framework for my day. Um, but also writing at night, um, right before I go to sleep, I, it, it's just a release um, as well as some thoughts. Sometimes, you know, things don't go the way that you thought they would go in the day. So like just also writing in the journal kind of like, lets you kind of release all of that anxiety and, and whatever thoughts were going through your head. And then that also helps me to relax a lot more. So I just wanted to add that. Thank you. Oh, thanks so much for sharing that. I loved having you in the accountability challenge. And if anybody's also interested in that, I will be launching another one. I haven't picked the dates, um, but I do want to do it again because I just think it's, it's really a fun way to recalibrate and, and bring in some discipline and some consistency and a good mental game to like kind of refresh the mental game. You know, I love that, you know, there's for me and 
you know, I, I tapped into this earlier. Just I made a shift in my 20s that I was going to grow old and be fit. Like I want to be in the senior Olympics. And I've run the New York City Marathon twice. I do. I've done many triathlons. Um, I will. I did a try. I woke up. Oh, my God. The day before they called me and like, you want to do a triathlon tomorrow? And I was like, all right, great. And I actually did it. I just can. I just have moved the needle for myself to be in a space that I'm just, I'm, I'm healthy. And it did surprise me that I did, I did get cancer, which is, that wasn't very nice. Um, but I was able to get through it because I did, I had a really strong baseline and I did walk through my cancer trends. Uh, my, what I realized I have these strategies and my baseline is so manageable, but yet we, a lot of us don't have a strong baseline. Our ba our baseline is I want to decompress and scroll TikTok, or I want to decompress as opposed to um, decompression is we want to get that. We want to clear our mind. We want to get endorphins going through our body. We want vitamin D. We've got to get outside. I always said, even through my treatments and my walking, I would say there's no bad weather. There's only bad clothing. Although I, I've learned that's not always true because there are hurricanes and really, really bad weather. So I want to, I want to put a little asterisk next to that. Um, did anybody else want to jump in? About yes. Sue, Jeff, the entrepreneur. Jeff. Sue, oh, sorry. Sue came in. Barbara, Jeff, the entrepreneur. Um, <laughs> By the way, good to hear you. Always love it. Um, love, love everything. So, yeah, I mean, the accountability is huge, especially I love Glenn Lundy, who did the 67-day challenge, had his goal, and even admitted, hey, man, I had to start back again. So being human about that. One thing, I was just, I go to a lot of these events, right? And part of the reason why is because it transformed me when I would um, put on a different shirt, do something different. Ed Milet told the story. So, Anybody, he's like a, a motivational speaker type guy, but if his son was very awkward, right, was, and he'd always say, oh, you're doing your best playing golf, and that was fine. And then one of the dads challenged him, hey, we're going to beat you and beat your son. So he changed his son's shirt. He told this story better than me, but changed his son's shirt and said, hey, you're a winner, and identified the shirt with the winner. So there's certain things we can do. I said to, Glenn said this this morning in the thing, certain things I'll do, I'll put on like either my hoodie, right, like almost like a superpower, like I'm a, you know, it says inspire the Zoe's, right? And we all have different, like that favorite shirt that we wear. And then I do that. And then I go and travel on a plane and I see myself and it transitions every single time. That's why I can't wait for Grow for God. It was just at Driven. I have another event. And I love going to all these events because every time I up level a connection, a change, something with the business. So it, it, it's paramount for me uh, transformer, to make sure I, I know exactly what I'm wearing, right? What I'm, what I actually put on. And then then actually to travel places to go to different locations so that's one thing that always helps me obviously the writing down and accountability is great too but those things definitely help me uh with transformation every single time i grow i love that jeff we used to buy when we would buy our boys sneakers when they were younger now my boys are teenagers now 16 and 18 we would be like these are the fastest sneakers ever and they would put it on and they would like jet around the mall like oh my god like we had put like rockets on the bottom of it and were they the roller ones <laughs> no they were just there's some nikes on sale i don't know if they were um but it's the matter of like letting them know like this will optimize your speed and when you get out there and i have a really great story about my my middle son who who has epilepsy and he's just a beast right now and i and just like plows through stuff. He's just got a great way about him. But in kindergarten, the school, they'd have this 
turkey trot where you'd like run. It was like a one mile, maybe a five race, three, three mile, three mile run. Or for the kindergartners, I think it was a one mile run. It couldn't have been three miles, but the rest of the kids went longer. doesn't matter. What matters is we put these shoes on Max and we're like, oh my God, you were going to shred this race. Now I have Malena, my daughter in a, one of those um, baby Bjorns. And I don't know what's going on. I'm new to this school. I don't know. Like all of a sudden the, the gut, the little thing goes off and the kids go running and everyone's like, okay, the kindergartner, like the kids run around and you can't see where they run. They go around the school and you're just standing in your spot. And all of a sudden you hear moms going, Oh, the kindergartners are coming. The kinder kindergartners and I'm like, where are, where are they coming? Like, what's going on? And all of a sudden, my little nugget, and you got to understand, Max is the smallest of the grade. He had, you know, we're constantly in the hospital. And he turns the corner and he is running for his life, my boy. And I'm got, I've got my dog, baby Bjorn, but I, I'm like completely like, oh my God, oh my God, he's first place of kindergarten. And anyway, um, he runs right up to me. Like I'm just standing, I'm not at the finish line, but there was no marker for the finish line because who knows? There just never was. It was, it's just a fun run or whatever. And he runs up to me. He's like, where do I go? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. And we just like push him along. Anyway, at the end of the, at the end of that, he said to me, mommy, I, I couldn't feel my breath. Like these sneakers made me so fast. These sneakers made me so fast that I lost my breath. And what he was saying is he left it all out on the field. You know, when you've ever run so hard and so fast, like you can't catch your breath and he didn't have the words for it. He's like, I just, he had said something really kind of funny. And um, he's like, I, my, these sneakers made me run so fast that I, I lost my breath. And um, it just, it is it, like when you change, sometimes you just need to like, put on your, like, put on your Jersey, you know, put on those sneakers, put on that hat. And when I really, you'll see, if you ever see me on a podcast and they're videotaping, I wear this one hat and, and people, I, it's probably because I don't always do my hair, but I also, I, this hat makes me think like, it's like, I feel like my thoughts are contained in this hat for whatever reason, but it's my thinking cap. And I'm like, you know what? I really want to, um, I want to, meet my audience. I want to meet their needs and I want to come through and I need to like contain my, my ADHD brain. And I put the hat on, I'm like, well, I got my thinking cap on and I'm going to zone in. And it's just a, it's a mind hack for sure. So I love that. And I love that my son really bought him jets, you know, and put like jets on his shoes and um, he's just a true champ. So I love sharing that story. Uh, thanks Jeff for sharing that. Did anybody else want to jump in about that? Yes, Kimberly. Jump in. Okay, I hear two people. I think I, Kimberly, and then do I hear Winifred? Is that you? Yes, yes, it's Winifred with that. I know, I know your voice. Okay, Kimberly, and then Winifred. Thank you so much, Barbara. It's so nice to be on the stage with you. Um, every time I hear you speak, um, you're more and more relatable to um, things in my life. I'm also a late bloomer as well. But I have the belief system that no matter what, if you believe in it, you can make it come true. So I just really want to touch base on that. And also, I just wanted to add to whoever was talking about affirmation. Um, I say, oh, I'm at the beach, sorry if you hear the wind. I say the same affirmations every single day um, that I didn't really believe in myself um, two years ago when I started saying them. But because I say the same ones every single day, they are coming true. And um, yeah, so like get up and, and write how you're feeling, that's great. But when it comes to affirmations, 
um, and there's certain things that you want to um, to aspire to, put them, put them down and, and just read them every single day for as long as it takes. Um, and I am a true believer of if you believe it, it will come true. Um, with the, the Peter Pan and Tinkerbell story, the magic, there was a, um, a movie that Johnny Depp did. Um, I think it's called Neverland. And there was a moment in the movie where everything turned to magic because they, they believe. So um, that's my uh, point and I'm out. It really is out. Thank you. I love that. Enjoy the beach. I liked hearing those waves. My God, I'm as far away from the beach as I can be. Thank you, Kimberly. Winifred. You know, thank you for inviting me to share. Uh, you know, it's quite interesting that you talk about your heart because um, I actually my profile picture shows a younger me with a hard hat on when I worked on the oil rigs. And I put the picture up because my daughter, uh, for the past week, she's been bugging me about um, some internship she wants to do, and she wants to do two internships, wants to take um, fall off from University from Princeton and do a second internship, which I do not agree with. But she was reminding me of a younger me that could anybody have told me not to do what I wanted to do. So um, that, that's why I put it up to remind myself of a younger me and how I put on those hard hats to make. And every time I put it on, I actually felt very strong and invisible because I was the only female. And that was my friend. That's my friend visiting. And I would go to the oil rig and there'll be over 500 men. And I was the only female I had to sink or swim. But going back to your topic about how do you how do I help myself? I really believe that there's power in communities. So. Um, you know, you can eat healthy, you can exercise, but if you're not part of a, a, a supportive community, I don't believe you can achieve your full potential. So I, that's why I really enjoyed um, being a part of your challenge and just being a part of um, Breakfast with Champion. I believe that it's in communities we get hurt, we get wounded. We, um, you know, and it's also in communities we get we get healed. You know, is when we have that collective power that we can really achieve goals like losing weight. I'm still on my journey to lose weight, lose more weight, and and other amazing things that trigger great thoughts. So, community healing is very important. That is my contribution to your conversation. I'm done speaking. That's so right, Winifred. You know, you are the average of the five people you surround yourself with. And Jim Rohn, that's a Jim Rohn quote. And I could not agree more. And sometimes we need to create space when we feel that people don't always have our best interest or they're, you know, they're passive aggressive in their tonality and you can feel their energy. And you do, you have to move into spaces where people, you've got, you, you know, you've got a hype girl, you've got a hype guy, you got somebody that's like, yes, that was great. And, you know, people that, that really lift you up and you have to be very conscious of who you allow uh, in those, those spaces because um, energy, negative energy can be a little insidious and you don't even know it. And you're like, wait a second, I'm just, I'm feeling toxic. I have toxic thoughts and it, it's not serving us. So putting ourselves in really positive environments is so powerful. Who else wanted to jump in? We're talking about the difference between information or the the movement from information to transformation through actions and strategies that we can take. Hey, Haley, jump in. Good morning. First of all, I just want to give you a public thank you for showing up the other day and talking about you and your journey and your amazingness on my back to uh, my Uncap Your Income Summit. You were awesome. 
Thank you. And, uh, that was fun. I just got a lot of positive response. I just wanted to let you know. Um, I was I was on my Peloton, by the way, the whole time that you were talking about exercise. <laughs> and I was thinking to myself, as you were telling your story about you being soft, <laughs> and you were saying, like, I got to have a more positive Fluffy. I was fluffy. No, you don't. Like, I mean, it's really good for people to see and know that you've made a transformation. But my transformation was kind of the opposite. I was actually a kid who was super skinny growing up. In fact, that my nickname as a kid was Kermy, Kermit the Frog. My legs were so skinny. My knees were like the widest part of my of, of everything, including my thighs. And when I got into um, high school or junior high and high school, I don't know if you remember, you probably do because we're about the same age. Um, the, you know, that waif model look was like super popular, you know, and you know, you got attention the skinnier you were. So I just got skinnier and skinnier and skinnier and, I, you know, my body weight is, I'm on the thin, thin side right now, if you know what I look like, but I was probably about 10 or 15 pounds thinner than I am right now. And I actually did the opposite. I decided in my twenties that I wanted to, um, just look more, um, athletic and look healthier and not look so like washed out and, um, emaciated. And so I did what you did, but the exact opposite where I just made a commitment to myself to work out, eat well, you know, focus on my nutrition and nourishing my body. And what I found on the back end was not only does my body look stronger and healthier, but it actually really helped my mental health um, and my emotional health because I was putting my body in a position where it was actually getting fed, no pun intended. And so, you know, I think that as I was hearing you tell your story about how you were a late bloomer, I think that it's good for people to hear that because there's so many people in the audience and there's so many people who listen on Clubhouse and there's so many people that follow us on social media that think that people like you, like me, ha have it all together. And we've had it all together our whole life. And we haven't. And I, we just decided at one point to step it up. And for me in my business, I had like a transformation about 10 or 15 years ago. You know, I've been through two careers already. I was a corporate bankruptcy attorney, and then I quit and became a yoga and Pilates teacher. And then I decided I wanted to become a coach and go into the online space. And I taught myself everything. And I had another transformation. And I was already, you know, I was already well into two careers at that point, And I had my first child. So I think that it's never too late. It's never too late to make a transformation. It doesn't matter if you're, if you're 20, if you're 30, if you're 40, if you're 50, if you're 60, it doesn't matter. And I have people who come to me who are literally in their sixties and want to, and want to re reboot their life. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to jump in and, and acknowledge you and just share a little bit about my transformation and, um, that's it. What is so impressive, uh, first of all, thank you for sharing that. I find it so impressive that you've had so many incarnations and you just move, you know, you move from one one to the next. It's so inspiring. And I see Monica And I don't even Coppins. think I'm done. No? I, and, see, I think that's what needs to land with everyone that's listening is that we have so many chapters to write and it can be so colorful and so interesting and we don't have to be married to a former version of ourselves that's no longer filling our no longer filling our heart no longer filling our, ourselves i mean to know that you were an attorney i mean that's like a, a bankruptcy attorney i don't i just don't know that haley i don't and uh, you know but we constantly it's okay to change and evolve and it can happen at any age and monica said earlier which i think is so important is that Monica didn't hit her fitness, like her optimized fitness space until she was in her fifties. Right, Monica? Booyah sister. Yes. <laughs> and we can, we can regret all the years we didn't do something, 
but um, that is wasted time and energy because we always have today to start. In fact, one of the, my favorite hashtags that I use on my posts is hashtag no day but today, hashtag nobody but you because you're the only one who can do it. I love it. It's like there's no, today is a great day to have a great day, right? Like today's a great day to start. And the hardest part about transformation, so I was writing notes on this. I feel like the hardest part is getting started. An awkward, like, and incorporating new habits. Who else wanted to jump in? I heard a mic. Uh, Todd, hey, it's, go for it. it's, yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm going to keep it on fitness because, um, you know, I was thinking, I was actually thinking about this morning and, you know, like Monica, I'm in my 50s. I'm uh, 56 and um, I'm in the best shape of my life. And there was a season where I've always worked out um, and have never really gotten too far away. I got myself too big at one point where, you know, I just carried extra weight, but in a, in a muscle way. And I actually didn't like it. My trainer thought it was fantastic because, you know, muscles and all that. But I didn't feel good about it. So I kind of weaned myself back. But I think recently as we moved up to Boston and I took over the CEO job in this company, which required an awful lot of uh, time and energy, um, I couldn't do those afternoon or late or early evening workouts. And so I had to move myself from a, I'm not a morning person, workout person to I'm going to do it in the morning. And I will just say this for anybody. Um, listen, there's not a lot of business going on at five 30 in the morning. Let's just be, let's just be fair. So I'm, I would be hard pressed to think that most people on this app couldn't figure out how to work out at five 30 in the morning if they needed to. Um, and that's what I chose to do. And now like Haley was talking about the Peloton, I'm addicted to that thing. And if I don't do it, I don't feel good. And I would say that transformation took me about 30 days. That's it. It didn't take months and months and months, but what a difference knowing when I get up and I go and I do that thing and I feel good about it and I get off. And now my weight is to a point where it's probably lower than it's been in, I don't know, I was thinking about this morning, 10 years, and it's just consistency. Your body reacts very well to that. And at the end of the day, so does your mind. So I guess my point would be in, in all this, to go along with what everybody else is saying, it, in order to affect change, you just have to, you have to get up and do it. And you could become a morning person, even if you don't think you are, because I didn't think I was for 54 years of my life. So thanks for allowing me to share, Bob. Appreciate you know it. What I, you know what the other thing is, is about getting up early. Like some people aren't more, like, don't feel like, the, like, I don't like working out that early at 5.30 anymore. I got up this morning at 4.50, but I didn't work out, out until 7.30. And, you know, usually I don't work out until 8 or 9. Oops, sorry. I'm like curling my hair as I'm talking to you guys. Um, so the point being like, you know, right. If you're working in an office and people don't start, there's nothing to do. If you're not in the office, obviously you can't do business at 5.30, but believe me, I can do plenty of stuff at 5.30 myself in terms of like, first of all, just taking care of my own morning routine. Maybe it's a meditation. Uh, maybe it's some social media. Maybe it's writing some copy, whatever. Like there's plenty of us out here who can do work at 5.30 in the morning or 6 or 6.30. And I like to take the, the, the I'm going to call it a late morning break, like at 9 o'clock. Like I'll often go to a class at 9 o'clock. I've already been up for four hours. And it's a way for me to just sort of break that morning routine a little bit and I feel recharged. And then I'll work again from like 10 until two and then I'll break again. And then my day, my quote unquote 
workday is kind of over, even though I might have my phone on me, answer messages, boxers, whatever. So you can structure, a lot of people can structure their day however they want to. And you're right, like the earlier you start going to bed, the earlier you start waking up. Yeah, and I think that to that point, Haley, that's an excellent point. Gina does uh, something similar. She doesn't get up quite as early as what you or I do, but she also works out to kind of break the day up. And I think the point is, if you didn't get up that early in the morning and get stuff done, you needed to get done, then you probably wouldn't be afforded the ability um, to be able to go and do the things that you wanted to do in the workout side and still have a productive day. So that makes perfect sense. And that's a great angle to look at. I think you just went into the vortex, but you know, Todd and, and Haley, you both tapped into something and um, there's a book called the 5am club. And what Todd tapped into was it was a decision, not a condition. Like he might not like, we, a lot of us don't want to wake up early and exercise, but it's a decision where you're like, it's not that I love it, but I know what it's going to afford me. And it's going to afford me that to feel good and to be in shape and to optimize my health. So it's understanding that it's not a condition, but it's a decision. I'm not a morning person. It is a choice. It's like it's it's a narrative. Most of us are not. I'm actually a morning person. And I do. Listen, maybe that's a narrative that I just tell myself so that I make myself get up and do the 5 a.m. workouts and get up early. But what I want to close on this topic about going from information to transformation is that I think we have the equation wrong with, in, with being here's the equation for motivation. It is momentum, just like Todd and Haley just, uh, just talked about. It's momentum and consistent momentum and that creates motivation. And it doesn't go the opposite way. We may have these flashes of inspiration, these flashes of motivation, but to, to honestly maintain it and to, to, to sustain it, it is momentum, consistency, and action that leads to motivation because when you start seeing those results you want to show up every single day i am barbara majeski here in the red dress it is the end of my session thank you so much thank you for joining us on breakfast with champions if you want to catch the live version you can follow us on clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m to 11 a.m eastern time monday through friday saturday 6 to noon and sundays with our 111 sunday service Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.